Hey fellow brain pickers, do you have an upcoming book launch and want to sell thousands of copies in your first week? Getting booked as a guest on podcasts is the number one way to become a best-selling author and getting your message to the masses. My company, Geffen Media Group, gets inspiring authors booked on top-rated, targeted podcasts, and we do all the work, so all you have to do is show up and rock the mic. Head over to geffenmediagroup.com to get massive exposure. Welcome to the Can I Pick Your Brain podcast, where successful entrepreneurs get their brains picked so you can apply mindset tricks and game-changing tactics that will help you become unstoppable. Now, here's your host, Daniel Geffen. Hey, fellow brain pickers, and welcome to episode 163 of Can I Pick Your Brain? Today's guest went from being a low-paid hairdresser to creating not one, but two $10 million companies. Susie Carter was a single mom of two little girls and couldn't stand working for other people. So she took charge of her financial future and invested in herself. Her genius is the ability to simplify complicated issues by creating simple, proven systems that are guaranteed to create dramatic growth for any company. She has helped thousands of entrepreneurs in the last 25 years increase their revenues by more than 3,000% and has worked with top business moguls including John Asraf, Lisa Nichols, Steve Harvey, Doug Carter and Paul Mitchell to name a few. Her upcoming book, Power Your Profit, is a bulletproof start-to-finish plan for taking your business from startup mode to the multi-million dollar mark. In this fun interview, Susie turns the table on me and ends up putting me in the hot seat where I end up getting a grilling. She shares her stair-step system to closing 85% of prospects, the five stages to rapidly scale any business, how to reshape your relationship with money, how to convert your workers into business partners, how to uncover hidden profit gold mines sitting right under your nose, how to create strategic partnerships so you never need to sell, and how to earn more profit with 80% less staff, and much, much more. So without further ado, here's the straight shooting, no BS businesswoman, Susie Carter. Susie, welcome to the show. I'm so excited to be here. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited. I just, come on, sing with me. Would you come on? I know, I know. Both of us can keep our day jobs. There we go. There we go. We're going to have a lot of fun on this one. Susie's an open book, so... Susie, I asked you before we hit record if I can ask you anything, and you said I can ask you, you know, anything. So um, I'm excited. Now, the just first... be prepared for the answer. That's all I said. That's what you said. <laughs> be prepared for the answer. Here's the thing. One of the things that I noticed is that you talk about um, doing what you love, and the money will come, right? Yeah. So I wanted to push a little challenge on you for that because I know a lot of people who are trying to do what they love, but they're not making any money. They're, you know, they're struggling yes. to pay the bills. And there's a lot of people who are out there who are actually working, doing a job they absolutely hate and it's sucky, but they can't do what they love because it's not going to pay the rent, right? Um, so what do you say about that? I totally agree. And the reason they're not paying the rent is because they're not disciplined enough to put the plan together first, right? So mm-hmm. if you don't have a financial indicator, 
if you don't know exactly how much money you need to make, how many contacts you need to have, how many clients you need to be in front of, where your client's hanging out, you can't just sit in your office and go, I'm dreaming of money and money will come, hmm. right? We've had clients over the years that go, Susie, you know, in the abundance mindset and in the law of attraction, they just say, think about money, but yeah. without action, right? There's despair. So we have to have action that goes with doing what you love. So where does your ideal client hang out? Who is your ideal client, first of all? And I mean the ideal client, Daniel, the client that can afford to pay me, Mm -hmm. right? So I know most of us, we start our dream business and we just start teaching anyone and doing doing whatever we do to anyone that will listen. Well, Mm -hmm. the reality is just because they listen doesn't mean they can afford you. So we have to really get clear. My step one when I meet clients is let's put a business plan together, get it all out of your head, get it all out of your thinking so that we can flush through to go, does this even make business sense? Is there even a business model there? Mm. Right. So it took me years. I promise you, if you do that, you'll shave five to seven years off your learning curve. Just by you getting out of your head and then working with some strategic people around you. It could be people in your community. You'll you'll see where your holes are. You'll see what you don't know so that Mm. you can really go out and play full out in what you love, love, love to do. So how did you let's go to you. How did you get started many years ago um, before I believe you started your first salon? Is that right? Yes. So I am a serial entrepreneur. I -hmm. love starting and stopping businesses, you know, starting and selling businesses. (laughs) Let me say that. Yeah. And I became an entrepreneur because nobody is the boss of me, Daniel. I'm not a good employee. Mm. (laughs) And most of us as entrepreneurs are the same way. (laughs) You had any experience with working for other people? I have. And Mm. I did not like it. Okay. So, you know, in my in my youth, when I my vocation, you know, what I've got my education in was mm-hmm. I was a hairdresser yep. and I was a single mom raising two little girls and I had to make money. So I had to figure this money thing out fast. I had to mm-hmm. figure out how do I make money at this? Like most entrepreneurs, you go, oh, build it and they will come. Nope, that's not what happens. Build it and you got to go get them. That's what happens. So, you know, so I went to networking groups, had to figure out this business thing. And this is back in the day I'm going to age myself where you had to go to the bookstore. There was no Internet. So I'd go to the bookstore. I devoured marketing. I devoured um, financial information. Like, how do I build this thing? You know, communication. 15% of our financial success, Daniel, is based on our technical ability. The other 85% is everything that I teach, which is the sales, the marketing, operations, the finance, your communication, like putting that whole piece together with, you still have to be great at your 15%. Mm. I still have to be great at what I do. Right. So I just had to learn because I was, you know, I had to get the hustle muscle on. I had to figure out how to make money. I Mm -hmm. was good at making money, but I wasn't necessarily good at keeping money (laughs) because I liked things. So I had to learn the financial piece of budgeting Mm. and making sure there was money for taxes and making sure you had a good accountant, like all that good stuff that goes with it. Mm -hmm. Um, So my start was, you know, as a hairdresser, I did a quarter of a million dollars a year, three days a week. Wow. The average the average hairdresser makes less than $30,000 a year. Whoa. So I, it was a big, you know, just a big jump in really figuring out this money. One second, thing. You work three days a week and you were pulling in quarter of a million dollars as a hairdresser. As a hairdresser. Yes. That's All my clients, Daniel, were chemically yeah. dependent on me. <laughs> <laughs> chemically dependent. So in that industry, chemical is where the money was. I learned that early on and uh-huh. went, okay, so. So it's not just cutting All my hair. clients, every, every client we upsold anywhere between three to five things. 
between retail mm. products and service sales. Mm-hmm. And then from there, I opened up a salon and spa and we grew it to the top 1% in the nation and the top 10% in the world doing the same thing, teaching other hairdressers how to run a business. So we had a million dollar business with six people. On average in that industry, it takes 30 people to do a million dollars. And this Whoa. was back in 1998, mm-hmm. 1996 yep. to 90. And we sold it in 2000. Um, and then other salon owners and spa owners said, can you teach me how you do what you do? And that's how I started the speaking. I didn't start speaking because I wanted to be a speaker. Right. I started speaking because my industry said, can you help me? And I'm mm. like, sure. I didn't know how to make that a business. That was a whole other learning curve. Right. You know, so that my love for business and my love for education, right? My love for trying to figure out what do I not know? How do I make this easier? How do I leverage this? How do I build this? How do I bring in that financial abundance for myself and my family? I think the key word, you just said it was leverage, right? Yes. Because to do what you did, you've got to do some serious leveraging. I mean, you leveraged the amount of people that were working for you. So you didn't didn't need 30, you had six. Um, The amount of time that you were spending in the business, but that's because you were upselling, you found the most profitable parts of the business and you leveraged that to the max. And that's why you were you kept lean, I guess. Whereas you had all these bloated companies. There's all these all these bloated companies, but they're not making money, right? right. Yeah, there's How- no profit in the business, right? Mm. It doesn't matter if you make a million if you spend a million and one. Right. So it's looking at ah, how do I? And I, for me, you know, I don't. Everybody knows a hairdresser, right? We are crazy. So I can say that because I'm a hairdresser. Like that's my foundation <laughs> was. We are crazy. We are high. We're very emotional. We're very charismatic. We're very uh-huh. dynamic. And there's other names for those things, right? Yes. So, yeah. you know, it's like herding cats on steroids, you know, okay. kittens, baby kittens, herding baby <laughs> kittens all the time. <laughs> so right. I knew I didn't like managing people. I wanted to manage leaders. So mm. we really... Uh, and we created systems around everything that we did. So we managed the system, not their behavior. Because you can't manage people's behavior, right? Someone's right. going to come in, they're going to have a good day or a bad day. But you can manage your culture. When you walk through the door, here's who we're going to be. We're going to be leaders serving leaders. Hmm. We're going to serve with integrity. We're going to have communication. We're going to have teamwork. Can I ask you a question on that, value. Susie? I can, literally, I can literally hear someone listening to this saying, yeah, but you know, how do you make someone a leader if you're paying them ten bucks an hour? Come on, I mean, you know, someone's sitting there doing hair, you know, making minimum wage. You know, they're not gonna really have that leader attitude. Well, whether it's a hairdresser, whether it's a salesperson, there has to be possibility, right? So, okay. entrepreneurs, we as entrepreneurs, even as a hairdresser, entrepreneurs, it's all commission based. It's all sales incentivized, no, right? Okay. Entrepreneur- we're sales incentivized. So yeah, you might be making $10 an hour now, but let me show you how you can make $100 an hour, $100,000. Let me show you how you can make $250,000. I did it. working for you were making that kind of money? Yeah, they had to. In order to have a million dollar business, think about it. Hmm. Have a million dollar business with six people, do the math, right? Hmm. So you start looking at it like the only way we could do that is by them doing the same thing, up servicing in multiple for multiple things. Mm. And every company that I started, so the salon business, me as a hairdresser, the salon business, then then we built the top training and development company in the beauty industry and sold that for millions to Ritker's Publishing, wow. doing the same thing. Foundational work of what is your average ticket per customer? 
right? What's your average, we say average per head, what's their mm-hmm. average um, buy, you know, what is that per client? Mm-hmm. And that's where the juice is, the meat is, the the detail is where the, the wealth is, right? Right. So not just selling things, but looking strategically, what am I offering my clients? The biggest mistake I see clients making now in the industry is everyone's like, oh, I'm going to create this online product or this online membership. Well, mm-hmm. that's great. But if you're selling a $10 thing, do you know how many $10 things you have to sell in order to make $100,000? Right. That's a lot of ten dollar things. Do you Mm -hmm. have the marketing capacity, the marketing budget to get those people into your tribe and Mm -hmm. convert them for a ten dollar thing or a fifty dollar thing? Right. We're not looking at strategically. That's not the best place to start. Might seem like it, but you've got to sell a bunch of customers in -hmm. order to make any kind of money to pay your own personal overhead, let alone a marketing overhead, because marketing is expensive. Yep. Right. That's yep. getting your name out there. If you don't have a database, if you don't have a following, we're not going to just randomly make money. And that's the biggest mistake most people are making right now. Mm-hmm. They're following the marketing hype. Well, let's look at the business strategy first. You might be able to do that later on. We grew, Daniel, the largest membership site in the beauty industry. The average membership site is yep. only, they, their only retention is three months. So the average retention is three months. Mm-hmm. So our retention was 18 months. So there's a big chasm there from three months to 18 months. Now, I would like to say it's because we had the stellar marketing and follow-up campaign, but the reality is we just changed it from a monthly fee to an annual fee. And then they would stay for 18 months. (laughs) So they couldn't pay you monthly? Yeah, there was no month. We started monthly and then people were making monthly decisions. Yeah. Oh, I don't want to buy this. I don't want to buy it. So we've spent more money in customer service than we had in membership fees. It didn't make any sense. So then we went to three months. Then we went to six months. Then we went to a year. So they would quit making the monthly decision and start working on their business and get committed to the program versus my, you know, my credit card is due. My credit card is due. My credit card is due. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's really interesting. So, and, and I think one of the biggest issues with, with a lot of businesses is outdoing the competition in the marketing, right? It's not having enough dollars to be able to attract the clients. But if if you can upsell the clients so that the, that the lifetime value of a client is much higher than anybody else, then you basically win the game because you can market, you could spend as much money, well, much more money, much more than anybody else. Exactly. You start looking at the value and not just the one-time sell. Mm-hmm. But if your average client will stay with you three to five years, what does that mean to you? For me, it could mm-hmm. mean half a million dollars. Right. So I want to nurture that client, take care of that client versus taking care of a bunch of $50 clients to go, what do I need to do in my company to nurture a $100,000 a year client or a $50,000 a year client? So going back to the hiring leaders, because that's really interesting. Um, first of all, how do you find leaders? How do you find those people? And second of all, if you're hiring people who are very entrepreneurial, um, aren't you worried about them going and then starting their own business, you know, and compete with you because they're learning the inside of your business? Yeah, that happens, right? So that's just business. You, the reality is the, you know, your average team member is not going to, it's not like when our parents were young and they stayed at companies for 20, 30 years, mm-hmm. right? They People don't do that. They stay on average three to five years. So I know that if somebody comes to me, you know, and they stay for three months, they're going to stay for three years. So I know I have to make that person profitable in, you know, in that first year. Mm -hmm. 
so that it pays for itself. We do have an NDA. We have a non-compete agreement, a non-disclosure agreement. So you can't steal my stuff, mm-hmm. right? And on our trade secrets. But in the reality is contracts will solve 80% of that, not 100% of that. We've still had people steal stuff, you know, that we had to decide, am I going to sue that person or not? That's just business. Like, don't get upset about it. Just know it's part of business and be okay with it mm-hmm. and go, what do I need to do to protect myself? So if somebody does that, part mm-hmm. of that's culture. We, we set it up from day one. Look, this is my proprietary information. I'm also paying you to learn this information, and I I realize that your life will be transformed by this information. If you're going to do something, either use it, and we pay a ref share on it, and we create some way that we can leverage this relationship, you know, or give credit where credit is due. So one of my mentors is Doug Carter. You know, he, when I first started speaking, I didn't know how to speak. And he was um, a top leader in a large sales training organization. He was the top 1% in the world. And he said, look, I'm going to transform your life. Just give credit where credit is due. So Mm. pretty much every time I'm speaking, and if something comes up that he taught me, I'm giving homage to him that He helped change the way that I look at my business, change the way that I look at speaking, change the way that I convert people in a room, change the way that I speak publicly. So I'm giving homage. He's an amazing educator. So finding leaders is Mm -hmm. really looking at from a perspective of what's the result you want people to create. I'm not looking for people to fill a job. Anybody can go do a job or do a task. I'm looking at what's the result I want people to create. So if I'm hiring someone for sales, I want them to have a high closing percentage. So I want to have them at least a 35% closing percentage, right? In the room, I know that if I have a qualified person in the room, we can close 85% if it's qualified. If it's unqualified, We have a 37% closing ratio. So I know that. So that's going to be my benchmark for salespeople to go, if you don't want to play this game, I'm, I'm not the right organization to play with, right? I want to manage integrity. I can't, I can't teach someone integrity, Daniel. They either have it or they don't. Right. Right. But if I talk about integrity and you start squirming, then I know that that's not a comfortable conversation for you. Hmm. Everyone's going to make mistakes and it's okay if you make a mistake. Let's just not make that mistake ongoingly. Let's talk so about I, qualifying. I want to talk about ahead, qualifying for a second because you mentioned uh, the importance of qualifying. You said that 85% you close on a qualified sale, but you said 37, was it 37%? 37%. 37% if it's, if it's not qualified. And that that's huge because I'm seeing the same in my company where mm-hmm. if a lead is qualified and usually qualified means that they're referred by someone else because then they're usually highly qualified. I also have about an 80% uh, close rate, but if they're just coming in and they're unqualified, um, then it's it's a lot lower. How do you qualify uh, clients? Do you have a process for that? Yeah, so we I do something called the stair-step questions. Stair-step? I've been using this for stair-step questions. Okay. And it it's in my book, of course, right? And I give you the system that I've used for 25 years. And it really simply takes your discovery calls from an hour to less than 20 minutes. And immediately I find out, one, if they have the mindset for me, two, if they're willing to do whatever they need to do to make their dream come true. And if they're not, it's okay. Like, next. 
right? So the stair step question gets people from being really confused and out there to really succinct to yes or no. Now, if you if you follow the script, because I put the script in the book, mm-hmm. do not deviate from the script. People want to deviate from really? the script, but the reality is the script is the script for a reason. <laughs> mm-hmm. yep. Because it works, right? Yep. I can get it. The biggest thing for people is going to be time and money. They don't have the time. They don't have the money. Right. Well, if I as a coach can help you find the money, if I as a coach can show you how you can make the money, then what would be your reason to say no? Mm-hmm. Right. So if you can address that in the discovery call, in your sales call, right, we call them discovery calls because most of our stuff is consultative sales, right, to get them really clear on what they want out of their life. It's all emotional based. If you're as a salesperson doing most of the talking, then you're not really doing a sales call. You're trying to sell people. I'm trying to serve people. Mm. Let me uncover what it is that's holding you back and let me help you show you how my product or service is going to work for you. Now, if it's not, let's say that I'm not qualified, Mm -hmm. my resources is abundant. My goal is to serve the client, whether it's with me or whether it's you or whether it's with somebody else to go, let me, if you're not qualified for me or if I'm not the right thing you need right now, then I'm going to refer them to one of my colleagues because mm-hmm. I know that client will eventually come back to me if my purpose is to serve. And then, like you said, if I'm referring that client to you, now they're qualified to go. They don't need me, Daniel. They need you. Here's what they need next. Mm-hmm. And then that way we're working in collaboration versus competition, which is genius. Can you take us through the stair step system or at least part of it? Sure. Um, so um, I want you to play. So we we do what we say, real play, not role play. Okay. So are you willing to play the game? Oh, baby, I'm willing to play the game. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so I want you to think of an area in your business right now that you yeah. want to improve upon or change. Okay. What area would you like to change in your business or improve upon? Right now? Right uh, now, yes. Right now, it would for, actually... It's for actually, real. For real, remember we're for real. We're real playing, not role playing. Yeah. So for me, I'm getting on a lot of calls where, after about 45 minutes of them telling me their life story and their whole plans and everything else, and me giving them the whole spiel, they they say, "Oh, you know, actually, I don't have any money." Um, so, but the issue is, is that in the pre-qualifier form, um, if we talk about, you know, how much money do you have, I feel like we might put people off. So there's that issue of you know, how do you find the right balance, essentially? Okay, great. And how do you know that's something that you need? Uh, Well, I'm spending way too much time on calls that I shouldn't be on. Okay. And when was the last time that happened to you? Yesterday. (laughs) Yesterday. Awesome. So that is fresh for you. (laughs) Oh, it's very fresh. And it was very frustrating. (laughs) <laughs> I actually got so, on a call, no joke, Susie. I got on a call with someone um, who, uh, first of all, they didn't speak proper English. They didn't, they didn't speak English very well. Um, and they weren't sure why they were actually on the call. And so I said, well, why are you on the call? And they said, oh, um, I just figured I'd get on this call to see what it is. I'm like, oh, God, help me. <laughs> right. well, What's going on? <laughs> and so what happens, what happens, Daniel, if we don't improve upon this? What happens if you spend, you know, waste time because we're really wasting time, right? Yeah. With unqualified leads, what happens? Uh, besides for me smashing my head into a wall and causing a <laughs> concussion, um, I'm just, I, I could be scaling my business by getting on calls with qualified people um, and closing more deals, growing my company. 
Awesome. And then ultimately, if you don't improve upon this, what happens? What's the long range impact of your business? If we uh, don't improve upon this? Well, I guess it, it just plateaus and uh, we don't we don't scale. Uh, we stay uh, stay the same, doing the same revenues, same. Uh, and then uh, Daniel becomes very unhappy. <laughs> Because Daniel <laughs> wants to grow this company to uh, 10 times what it's doing right now. Okay, great. So we want to grow it 10 times. Perfect. And then what about what's the ultimate impact on your staff or if we don't grow this? Um, or it still could be, right? Cause we can't hire staff. Or... Yeah, well, we can't grow. Right. We just become stagnant. Perfect. And if I'm quiet, it's just because I'm taking notes because I like to capture everything that you say. I can hear. So that. let's can say, hear Daniel, that away. we can improve that we can improve this situation, and let's say we could turn this around. Yeah. How would that help you? How would it help me? Mm-hmm. My wife can go and buy more heels and um and and, <laughs> and whatever else she buys on the credit card, <laughs> and she could we could and we could go and buy that uh, that beach house that she's always asking about. <laughs> and my kids and then for you yeah, what would it be for you if you could provide your wife with the beach house you could provide well, your wife with the unlimited well, shopping so, budget so they, they say happy wife happy life so uh if my wife's happy i'm happy that is true that's a spoken like a good husband oh yeah 12 years whipped ah that's awesome congratulations yeah. 13 next month 13 Right, can't look. That's exciting. You've got some shoes to buy for next month with oh, some great. red bottoms, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> and so, ultimately, what would that mean for you if you could, you know, have more sales, ten x your business, happy wife, happy life? What would that mean to you? Um. Hmm, that's interesting. I mean, part of it isn't even about the money. That's the truth. Because a lot of it's to do with wanting to prove to myself that I can do it. And I know I'm capable of a lot more, you know. And so it's like, for me, it's like playing a game of tennis. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm -hmm. I, I don't want to win just, just to say I won the game. Like, you know, it's nice coming home and telling my kids, hey, I won in tennis. You know, it's cute. They're like, oh, daddy, yeah, you won. But it's, um, but it's also just the feeling of improvement. Like, I improved. I you know, I played better than I played last time. And in business, I feel like, you know, if I can improve my profits and make more money, it, it kind of just is an indicator for me that, you know, you've done better, you've improved. Awesome. And then ultimately, what does that mean for you? If you've improved and you've done better, what does that mean about Daniel the man? Oh, God. Where are we going now? We're going to go to high school where I was the high school loser. And now Daniel's come up, <laughs> come up above and prove to the whole freaking class that I'm actually a somebody. Look at me. No, I don't know. Um, um, man, that's a tough what question. Mean for you? It's getting tougher, the questions here. Um, I, I, I really honestly, I just want to be able to provide for my family. Have Look. You know, I've been broke uh, multiple times. Um, I've been on hard times. Uh, 2008, we got evicted from our from our house with my child, um, and it is the absolute worst feeling. Like when you just can't provide for your family, and you don't know where 
you're going to get money and it's it's so scary and you feel like a prisoner you feel enslaved you feel trapped and claustrophobic and like i can't breathe because the bank is calling me and telling me i owe them money and i just don't want to go there i don't want to go there and and getting bailed out by you know my dad and then working for him and hating every single minute because i hated working for him i hated working for anyone else and i wanted to just do what i want to do <laughs> and so freedom to answer your question freedom i want to be free i never ever want to be in that situation again awesome there you go that's brilliant so then what are you willing to do to make that happen whatever I can essentially whatever but, I can or whatever like whatever I can okay so like I'm gonna a, be I'm gonna be really open with you now okay because yeah, what you cool. right because here's the thing what I found that holds me back and maybe I'm you know I'm sure there's a lot of people listening to this that can relate and and maybe you can relate to this Susie but I feel like I know I can do more but maybe I'm just not uncomfortable enough meaning when my back's against the wall and I'm being threatened with, you know, eviction and things like that, oh boy, I'm going to step it up. Like I'm going to stand up to the plate and I'm going to do whatever the heck I can to, to, to make this pain go away. But the problem is I find myself cruising a lot of the times because I'm like, hey, listen, I'm making good money now. Business is going well. You know, yeah, I'd like to make, you know, double and triple and quadruple and all, but at the end of the day, you know, it's not, I'm not enough, I'm not in enough pain. And I feel like a lot of people kind of, they say, oh, I wish I could do this. But the truth is you would if you were in enough pain, but maybe you're just not uncomfortable enough. Ah, so then my question is, what are you willing to do to have what it is that you want? What's the financial goal? Like, is it 2 million, 1 million, 5 million? What's the goal? Um, so I'm on, tr I would like to get to a million. That's my next okay. goal. Perfect. So what are you willing to do to make that happen so that you can have the freedom so that you can never be held hostage again and be kicked out or evicted again, that you never have to be held hostage by working for your parents or working for your dad, mm -hmm. that you don't have to be bailed out. What are you willing to do? <laughs> It's a trick question. What, I mean, I'm not willing to, to die, you know. Um, I, any, maybe anything in between, um, in between dying and being in severe <laughs> discomfort. Okay, great. But there's a part of me, wait, okay, hold up, Susie. So there's a part of me that actually is thinking, <sighs> there's a certain lifestyle I like to have. Yes. It's not, it's not all about making millions of dollars. It's about having a certain, going back to my answer to you was freedom. It's about having freedom, but freedom is also not being a slave to the business, not being a slave to, you know, when you've got a million dollars, you've got a million problems, you know, and yes. when you've got $2 million, you've got 2 million problems. So, uh, you know, what, what would I want to give up? I don't want to give up a lifestyle for more money necessarily. Um, mm -hmm. if I'm being honest. Yeah, absolutely. So can I repeat back what I heard? Yeah, go on. Perfect. 
Um, so what I heard was, um, you know, what we really need to improve upon, and this all started with call time, right, to be able to really determine your qualified lead in a short amount of time. Jeez, we started then, with that. <laughs> right, we started with that. And so yeah. when you look at it, you know, we had this yesterday and it's frustrating because you're wasting your time. You could be way more productive, right? And if we could turn it around so that we're not wasting that time, we'd have more financial freedom to come in. And ultimately that, you know, that was really for your family, for your yeah. wife, providing her a happy wife as a happy life, having her have what she wants, whether it's the beach house or shopping or taking care of the kids, right? It would mean that you're capable, that you're a provider, and that you would never have to be held hostage again. Mm. Um, you would be able to you know, be able to pay for everything that you need to, but you want to keep your lifestyle. You want to keep your freedom because yeah. ultimately you want freedom. Business is supposed to provide us with a life that's free. Yes. Correct. Yes. And you're willing to do pretty much anything to hit this goal outside of one, killing yourself. And two, <laughs> we want to have this holistic success where you still have time to be with your wife and your kids and travel and do the things that you want to do that bring you joy and bring you peace. Yes. And play tennis. Yes. And play tennis. Awesome. <laughs> Did I miss anything? I think uh, that's most of it. Yes. Okay, great. So can I make a recommendation? Oh, boy. Here we go. Yes. May I make a recommendation? Yeah. Perfect. So here's what I recommend. You are in the precipice. The first million, Daniel, is challenging, yeah. right? Because we always come up against the stock block. Once you get to that first million, then we know all the infrastructure that needs to be put in place in order for us to hit that. Mm -hmm. So what I do in my coaching is I look at one, we break down your product suite and look at how many qualified leads do I need in order to hit the financial indicator. And then we go after that. We don't waste time marketing to people that are not qualified to us. Right. I know based on where you currently are that we could double your sales. In just a short amount of time, working one-on-one, -on -one, really diving in, looking at the financial indicators and what are the actions that I have to do. Mm -hmm. Does that sound like something that's interesting to you? To double my income? Sure. Yeah, double the gross sales. Now, right. my goal is to double the profitability, right? And if you do, Daniel, what yep. I say to do, I can guarantee it works. If well, you don't how? and you go Whoa, rogue, then bold. I guarantee it doesn't work. Wow, that's very bold, Susie, to say you can guarantee that. I can guarantee it if you do what I say. Really? Okay. Yes. If you don't do what I say, then I can guarantee you will not get the results. I have this down to a science. It is a profit-making machine, hmm. right? We, I have a five-step system that we look at your sales. We look at the financial infrastructure. I always start with the financial plan, right? Because, one, you have to pay me. And you have to pay the rest of the people as we build this company. Mm -hmm. So if we don't have the clearly defined financial indicators and what are we playing for, right, then we're not going to hit those goals. I mm. want to work. I want you to work smart, not hard. I want us to work less. That's the whole goal of being an entrepreneur. Right. Now, as an entrepreneur, our, the value you bring to your own organization, Daniel, is not the gross sales. It's the profitability. So the profit is the value that you, Daniel, bring to the company. The profit is the value that I, Susie, bring to my company, not just gross sales. Because, again, if we do a million and we spend a million and one, we're not having the freedom or the lifestyle. Nope. That makes sense? Yeah, total sense. Now, most people say, Susie, how much is this, right? That's usually the yeah. next question, correct? <laughs> right. Well, I'll say, hold on to your pocketbook because it's not cheap. 
Because <laughs> if I'm going to double your sales, your goal is a million minus two million. On average, I can find if you're almost at that million, I can find you three to five where you didn't see it before. Hmm. I took my client from one million to 20 million. Woohoo! Scared the bejesus out of her. <laughs> right? In how now, long? We're still working on the plan to 20 million, but this is not an overnight thing. Now, if I said, if I could take you from 1 million to 5 million, it's going to cost you 120 grand. Would you pay, would you pay that? Yeah. Makes yeah, sense. absolutely. All day long, right? That's right. a good investment. Yeah. So I'll give you that plan. I give you that roadmap. You have to play for a year. You can't play for a month or six months. It's a, it's a year long commitment because I can't change your business overnight. Because there's certain indicators that we constantly have to tweak. But the genius is you're not dependent on me. My clients, once they learn the system, they can choose to not work with me again. And now their business, they have the skill set that they need to run and develop their business. Mm. Most clients choose to stay with me. I have a client that's been with me for 20 years. Why? Wow. Because I took her from $80,000 to $10 million. So Shut she up. stayed with me every really? year. We kept growing the sales, growing the business, growing the product suite, looking at the profitability. She wasn't paying herself in the beginning. I'm a stand that we pay you better than you would make doing a job. <laughs> right. Wow. So is that something you would love to get started with? Well, there we go. There's the ask. That's brilliant. But what about somebody who's let's take someone listening to this who's doing uh let's say they're doing um eighty thousand dollars right yeah um it's the same strategy but the thing right, is so if you're doing eighty thousand dollars right if you're doing eighty thousand dollars the first thing i'm going to have you do is come to my three-day that would be my recommendation right right so daniel come to my three-day because in the three-day i'm going to give you the roadmap to what you need to grow your business Right. So if they don't know me, that's a thousand dollar ask. Hmm. Right. So we're going to get them into the three day. They're going to be in the culture, be in the experience. And I'm either right for you or I'm not right for you. Now, we have several different programs. Right. My million dollar clients are usually going into that hundred and twenty thousand dollar program. I have programs anywhere from ninety seven dollars to five thousand dollars. Right. In that sweet spot for that person that's at eighty thousand dollars. Mm -hmm. So my product suite, you want to lay it up. The content is still similar content. It's access mm -hmm. and it's uh, personal touch. So if I'm doing quarter right? of a million so dollars a year, where, where, where would that fit? Sorry? If I'm doing quarter of a million a year, where would that, where would you place me then? Perfect. If you're doing a quarter million dollars a year, so we would work in our global leadership program. I've been running that program for seven years. It's an it's a group training program where I handhold you through the same process I would handhold you through as a one on one consulting client. But now we're doing it in a group. There's modules online. Mm -hmm. So you're doing self study plus you're coming to mastermind calls plus you're coming to a live event. And that program is thirty thousand dollars. So we can make that in monthly payments, right? Or you can pay all at once and then you get a $5,000 discount if you pay all at once. So any budget that I have, I'm looking at, again, the foundation is a foundation is a foundation. It's how am I going to deliver it to you in your price point so that you can win, 
and win financially. Now, if you have no money and you're just starting up, I have a bunch of free content on my um, YouTube page, on my website. We call them Suzy Snacks. They're bite-sized information for your cocktail for success. So I'm giving you, I'm trying to look at my community because I don't want to leave anybody behind, mm. right? I want to serve all my clients because I was the client that couldn't afford. There was no way I could afford 100000 when I first started. Right. My first coach, I paid $1,200 and that was my rent. Whoa, I said, I, really? I need to do this. This is my rent payment. And I'm a single mom with two little girls. But I knew that I had taken myself where I, could, I couldn't go anymore. I didn't know what else to do. Mm. And so she put a strategic plan for me for the next year. We sat down for a day, did a strategic plan. And then I was really clear. I had to raise my prices. I had to look at changing locations. I had to look, she taught me really how to upsell and maximize every single client, right? And don't be afraid of the word no. No doesn't mean right now. It just means mm. I don't have enough information. Mm. Most of us get so afraid of the word no, like, oh, no, they don't like me. No, they still like me. They just need more information. What, what do you think of the five biggest like you've worked with a lot of entrepreneurs okay a so a lot right how, how many do you, do you have you kept count oh my god hundreds of thousands i've been doing Seriously. this for 25 years yes. hundreds of thousands of clients so what would and you obviously see a pattern right so so what are the top like what are the main whatever three to five major reasons why most businesses fail to scale the first one is lack of planning Okay. So we're not, they're just jumping and, and we all did it, right? I did it too. I'm not, I'm not judging cause I did it too. I'm like, I'm going to start a business. Yay. Yay. <laughs> not knowing anything about that. Right. I'm just excited. It's like ignorance on fire does not pay the bills. <laughs> right. <laughs> so okay. lack of planning is the first one. Stop, put your business plan together. It doesn't have to be, there's two kinds of business plan. There's a business plan that you raise money from. Yes. And then there's an internal business plan that I'm using to run my business. So I have my foundational business plan that has my values and my vision and my ideal client and how I'm going to market and where they're going to be. And that that pretty much stays the same mm -hmm. unless you, you know, switch businesses. But that's pretty consistent. Then every year I'm changing my financial for forecast. Right. So right now, you know, is planning season. So you want to plan for your next year and go, OK, I'm going to plan for the next year. Your financial forecast will now tell me what are the things that I need to focus on in my marketing, in my Facebook ads, in my social media, right, in my online marketing and my offline marketing and mm. what events do I need to be at and who are the strategic partners that I need to grow my business? How can I help them and how can they help me? So that all stems from your financial plan. That's why I can guarantee, Daniel, if we work together, I'll put that financial plan together and I'm gonna give you five ways that you're gonna get in front of those clients without doing these random cold calls. Mm. That every client that you're on the call with is a warm lead. And then we're just looking at, well, what level do they need to play at? Do they need to come to a live event? Do they need to work with you one-on-one? -on -one? Do they need to work in a group setting with you? You know, I don't know all your offerings, yep. but you know, very, very similar to go, okay. oh, let me just work inside your budget. And eventually, like if I look at each level that they play with me, eventually the goal is to get them in our global leadership program because I know if I have you for a year, your life has changed. If I work with you in one-on-one, -on -one, your life is completely transformed. Hmm. And forever, you'll never go back to the way you were because you can't, you can't unknow what you know. Mm -hmm. and we're paying to transform your business. Lack of planning is the first one that you mentioned. So what are some of the others? 
Thank you. Number two is your mindset. So just like you said, I'm not a couple things that you said when I was doing the stair step questions with you. Yeah. It was like, I don't know if I'm in enough pain. Mm-hmm. So right. you associate like the struggle and this is most business owners, right? If there's no struggle, I must be doing something wrong, right? I've got to struggle in order for it to be worth it. Mm. And the reality is, right? Wealth is our birthright that we all get to because we live in this country, because we're entrepreneurs, we get to choose how much money we make and don't make. But our 80% of our emotional programming is done by the time we're eight years old. Ooh, so wow. we're all running around, Daniel, like little eight-year-olds, little <laughs> kids. Like, I didn't get this, and I didn't get that, and I'm in trouble, or, you know. <laughs> so then from 8 to 18, we have another um, 10%. And then from 18 to death, we have another 10%. So right now, you know, if you're over 18 years old, you've got 10% that you can reshape your mind, reshape your relationship with money, reshape your relationship with no. And so that, I mean, for me, that's been a lifelong journey. I grew up in a very uh, financially oppressed home, an abusive home, right? And alcoholic parents, like I should not be where I am. But Mm. I've spent the last 25 years reshaping my mindset, not believing in that old system called there's no money, don't ask. How did you you do that? What what changed? Uh, One personal development, right? Your net worth will only grow as high as your self-worth. And I went into personal development because I I went through a divorce at an early age. You know, I was divorced by the time I was 25 with two little kids. Wow. And I I picked a horrible husband, right? I just repeated the pattern of my parents. It was abusive, Mm. verbally abusive, physically abusive. And I knew I didn't want my children to experience that. Mm. So I immediately went to a course, went into counseling going, what am I doing? Right. Right? I don't want to repeat this pattern. I don't want to teach my girls to go and then be in this abusive relationship as they become women. So I had to completely dismantle everything I learned about love, everything I learned about relationship. And when you look at money, Daniel is a masculine energy. Really? And so all my all my daddy issues, right, was all wrapped around money and worth and value. So I had to dismantle that to go, oh, because money is masculine. Like if you look at we as women have got, have gotten so masculine in the work environment trying to compete with you as beautiful men, and we don't have to compete, mm. right? And I think you as men have really learned to celebrate us as women. Like this saying, happy wife, happy life, well, 30 years ago, that was not it. You know, <laughs> it was like the man rules the roost and do right. as I say, not as I do. And, you know, so we've all come full circle. And so every year I'm working on my mindset. I'm working in personal development. I'm looking at what worked last year, what didn't work, right? How can I improve? How can I improve my relationships? Mm -hmm. You know, my kids and I rate our relationships every year on a scale of one to 10, you know, where's our relationship. And so my children are older now and it's beautiful because now we're friends and we appreciate each other and they can be honest and say, you know, I didn't get to see you this year. Or we didn't spend as much time or maybe I saw you too much. That's never usually the case for me because I'm usually <laughs> traveling. Right. But it's, it's great to have adult children because I, I didn't like my parents. So I didn't want to go hang out with them. I'm like, why? Mm. I'm done. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yeah. Now, yeah. you know, as a grown woman with adult children, it's like, you really want to hang out with me? That's amazing. I love that. <laughs> it's beautiful. It's beautiful. So lack of planning was so, one. Mindset so, was two. What would you yeah. say would be number three? 
Um, so three is really finding those strategic partners. The strategic partners can help you grow your business quicker, faster. Unfortunately, we don't like to ask for help. Entrepreneurs, we are leaders, we're rebels with a cause, and sometimes rebel without a cause, mm-hmm. right? So to ask for help and to ask for strategic partnership, sometimes our egos are too big, or our she-goes, in my case, is <laughs> too big to go, who would be those collaborators that I can work with that, that can really support me in growing my business quicker, faster? I think now the third thing, that the fourth thing that I'm seeing now is we're all trying to hide behind our computers. You still have to get out and network. You still have to go belly to belly, right? That's why I think any business owner out there has to be some kind of a speaker. I built my salon business by going and speaking in corporations, talking about beauty and how women and men that had a professional package earn on average 15% more than people that didn't, Hmm. you know, so I, I really flipped the switch. And so I would get 10 customers at a time versus one customer at a time. So it's looking at how do I use this, my expertise and go out and speak about your expertise. Like you, if you look at, you really teach people how to be on top rated podcasts and how to interview well. And that's a skill set. Any leader needs that skill set. And if you want to make yourself a valuable commodity inside of the workplace and inside of any place, you've got to go out there and be a leader. Like if people are, you're going, oh, I'm one of, I've been on this podcast and that podcast and interviewed here, your boss, your colleagues are going to go, mm. wow, this, this person is bringing a lot of value to our organization. So speaking is a great way to sell one to many versus one to one. It's interesting how you've listed strategic partnerships and, you know, speaking and networking um, before marketing or advertising or lead generation. Like, it's interesting how you've put that before. Most people are focusing. Working smart, not hard, right? Right. So many people are. We're starting businesses online, then you don't want to get out of your business. Like you don't want to get out from behind the computer. No, people right. have to meet you. I've gotten I've gotten successful quicker, faster because of my relationships. And I nurture those relationships. I'm not using them. Right. It has to be win-win. Right. If people are always coming to you wanting something to go, well, like if I look at my tribe is my global leaders, right, is is an ideal tribe for your tribe. Mm-hmm. Right. Because there are people who want to get known. They want to get, you know, they want to be seen. They want to be heard. They want to get known. They want to get paid. Right. And well, what's interesting, is, guess what? Go ahead. Susie, you're a client of mine, right? So. Yeah. And how did you get to me? From a referral. Exactly. There you go. A, str- a, str- a strategic a strategic <laughs> partnership. So and that is. strategic partnership, she didn't say she said you need to do this. Right. Not. Not do you want to do this? No, like, and she's one of my coaches, so she's my book coach, mm-hmm. right? So we're our, we're playing this game, Daniel, called New York Times bestseller, Wall Street Journal bestseller. Mm-hmm. So that's a big game, right? Yep. Now the book's going to transform people's life. That's a given for me. Everything yep. that I do is about how do I how do I get this thing called business finance and quit making it scary and make it fun because mm-hmm. math is money and money is fun. We all <laughs> love the result of the money. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. To really look at this whole plan and go, oh, if you just do these things, I promise you your life will change. Mm. It changed my life. I'm so passionate about this, Daniel, because I sucked at it. I was horrible at business finances. I, can't I didn't imagine. understand why you needed two P&Ls. Like, why? Can't I just have one? That's quit right. making me work so hard. 
Right. And that this, I'm really telling myself, because somebody needs to hear this. I don't want to just teach from a mountaintop, right? Mm-hmm. So back in the day when I first started my business, you know, you have to balance your checkbook. Yeah. I was so bad at it, Daniel, <laughs> that I really would just close that checking account and go open a new one and start again. <laughs> oh, my God. Wow. And I'm like, oh, my God, I got to figure this out if I'm going to be a businesswoman. And so I create all these spreadsheets that just help you put these these three pieces of information in and we'll create your whole year. Put this five pieces of information in and I'll tell you how many clients, how many qualified leads you need to get, how many sales you need to get to hit your revenue goal. Mm. So these these, you know, I'm I'm not a CPA, I'm not an accountant, I'm a business person just like you who's figured out how to master this thing to make it fun so we can play. Right. We can create a multimillion dollar business. Like if I work with you, I'm like, how do I get my goals? How do I get you to five million? So if I can stretch you and go, if we shoot for five and we hit two, you're so excited. Right. If we shoot for a million, you hit 900, you're bummed. Hmm. So we need to stretch beyond what you think is possible. So this year for my goal, I just relaunched my brand. I was working under another brand for the last 10 years and um, took that company to over $10 million took that company public. And then this last year, I relaunched my brand. So first year launching, because I follow my systems, I went from zero sales to 1.3 million. We went from zero people in our database to 9,600 people in our database. I went from 5,000 people in my social media to over 250,000 people in my social media. I went from zero press, zero, to over 8,000 outlets in a year. How? With my book, Power Your Profits, with, you know, however you play, whether it's the book, whether it's our global leadership, whether it's one-on-one, whatever works in your budget, just follow the plan. All I did was follow my plan. Okay, I can. So, that, that's incredible. So let me ask you this, Susie. So the book is not out currently. It's coming out, right? Um, but uh, people can pre-order the book right now, correct? Yes, we can pre-order the book right now. And when you do that right now, the book's not out, but I got lots of juicy bonuses for you that are out right now. Okay. Right. So we have in January a five-day business challenge. So Mm. I'm going to give you the foundation of finding the money inside of your business. Then we have a 60-minute webinar in January that's all about propelling your profits. Mm -hmm. You get access to our Carter Crew Facebook page. Okay. I give you my power, six of my top power tools. These are my templates that I create so that you can take the, just so you don't have to close your checking account and open a new checking account <laughs> right. and figure it out. So they're getting right? templates. So I give you six of those top templates. Okay. <laughs> and then everyone that buys the book, I'm going to pull three names and they get an hour strategic coaching session with me valued Ooh. at $5,000. Wow. Wow. I know, right? Wait, and that's all free? They just they, these bonuses are free. These bonuses are free. Awesome. So all they have to do is just go and pre-order the book. Just pre-order the book at poweryourprofits.com. Power and you get all that. Profits. And then the bonus bonus is in May when the book comes out, you get the book. So they get the book in May, Power Your Profits, but to get the bonuses right now, they go to poweryourprofits.com. And that's profits with an S at the end, poweryourprofits.com. They get all those bonuses for free right now. Um, I mean, it's a no-brainer. It's actually poweryourprofitsbook.com. Sorry. Oh, well, good thing I, okay. Poweryourprofitsbook.com. 
make yep. sure you type that into to, to the powerprofitsbook.com and uh, pre-order the book and you'll get those those five bonuses. Susie, this has been incredible. If you all if you want to know more about Susie, um you can also go to your personal website, right, Susie? Yes. My name, Susie Carter, C A R D as in delicious, E R <laughs> or Dinero, whichever you choose. <laughs> <laughs> dot com, right? Dot com, yes. SusieCarter.com. Thank you so much, Susie. Really appreciate it. Um, I'm actually honored to have had you on the show, and uh, it's a huge honor to have you as a client. And who knows, maybe uh, tables will turn and uh, I'll become one of your clients as well. Um, this has been amazing. Thank you so much for letting me pick your brain. And thank you to all my fellow brain pickers. I'm looking forward to the day when I'll be picking your brain. You've been listening to the Can I Pick Your Brain podcast. Inspiration without perspiration is like a tiger without teeth. So to put these ideas into action, head over to danielgeffen.com.